Hey everyone, before we get into a new episode, finally about damn time, new episode of Melanated Memoirs, I want to let everybody know that you can find out what I, your hostess with the mostest, Yannick Taylor, is doing at my new website at yannicktaylor.com. There I have a list of materials, I have my merchandise, I even have up-to-date posts. I have new and exciting things coming to you weekly. So bear with me. I'm getting back to normal with life itself. In this episode of Melanated Memoirs, you're going to learn about my journey with music. So stay tuned. Check out YanniTaylor.com. And don't forget, do not forget, I do have music available on Apple Music, iTunes, Google Music, Everywhere that you can find music online, get my hit Sustaining, Who I Am, my cover of Don't Stop by the late Sylvester James. And you can also support me as an artist. If you want to book me, email me at yannickteenmusic at gmail.com. Let's start the show. On this episode of Melanated Memoirs, I finally tell the story of how I fell in love with music and how music became a part of my life. This is a journey of ups, downs, and triumphs, and many victories. I pray that the story encourage you. If you are creative, the story is for you. Don't forget to email me at melanatedmemoirspod at gmail.com if you would like to share your experience and your story. Live, love, and be free. Let's get into it. Music is my life. Gotta keep on dancing, yeah. Music is my life, said I. Gotta keep on dancing, oh. Music is my life, said I. That is a true statement. Patti LaBelle knew what she was singing when she said, music is my way of life. And the hook of that is, music is my life. Gotta keep on dancing. My journey with music started when I was at the age of three years old. Going to an old country Baptist church in South Carolina, I was not dragged to church because I went gladly, but I would go to church with my grandmother and I would be in the choir stand with her. And when I would get home, I would try my best to imitate the choir sound and sing the songs that they sing, even if I didn't know half of what they were saying. And it was so cute. And I would um, this was back in the 90s. And I would take a tape recorder and I would get my grandmother to buy me blank tapes or I would buy them myself. And I would record myself singing as if I was like a recording artist. It will be like my recording studio and things. I would act like I'm a big concert artist. And I remember growing up um, putting on my robe, my house coat. And dancing around in my house shoes like that was my uniform, like that was my robe or like it was my costume. And I would mimic Tina Turner, Whitney Houston, uh, John P. Key, the Clark sisters, um, the Barrett sisters, Stephanie Mills. Oh, my gosh. And I love, love, love The Wizard of Oz. So me and my cousins, we were at like we were the group and I would be the lead singer. 
and can't forget about the LA Mass Choir. We would watch the videos and we would act like different people in the choir. We would pick out the person in the video that we was going to be like, or we would look at the video cover and say, I'm going to mimic her or I'm going to mimic him. And I started singing in church at an early age. Um, we started, there was a youth choir that started. And I would sing. I was one of their feature soloists from time to time. And and they finally started this youth choir and I would sing on there. And I will never forget the first song that I sang with the choir was He Is Still Saving Souls. And I love that song. My aunt went over it with me till I got it right. And she made sure I understood the scriptures that went along with it. Now, one song, one of the first songs that I learned, actually, I learned John P. Key's Wash Me and Jesus is Real. And I knew a bunch of hymns. One of my favorite being is, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, oh how I love Jesus. Because if her nurse loved me. And I also remember growing older, I would put on my aunt's heels and dance around to Whitney Houston's. My name is not Susan. You better watch what you say. And I would just do Proud Mary and everybody loved it when I would do Proud Mary. Somebody would give me a beat or they would play the instrumental and I I will be like, you know, every now and then, you'd like to hear something from us nice and easy. And I would just do Tina Turner all the way, had her down pat. Well, as I grow older, people were concerned because I like mainly female artists and whatnot. And I went through a period to where every other month I was in church singing. I could just be there to enjoy a service and I would get called out to sing. It still happens sometimes. And I said, you know what? I can see myself doing this. Well, in middle school, I was in high school chorus. And that's where I really got my training and my bearings along with in college. But one of the experiences throughout my musical career was in 1999. The youth choir was was preparing for their last choir anniversary. And I was actually a part of it. And this church was a church that had been ran. It was a power struggle between families. And thankfully, my family was not in that type of power struggle for power or whose child could do this, whose family could basically run the church. So this particular anniversary, I wanted to do. Uh, Wash Me by John P. Key and I was going to do an updated version of it that I heard and another friend of mine was going to do He Did It All Thank You Lord so we had already sang it on Mother's Day and we had a special tribute to the Mother's Day and we sang it and my friend knew the song and my other cousin said oh let's sing this for the Mother's Day and the musician, God rest his soul, said, 
Okay, I can play it because he had been hearing us sing it. We had been practicing it and practicing it after church on Sundays while the grown folks was back there having meetings and stuff. So I busted out singing. Oh, he did it all. And I would jump in between lead and background, you know, to kind of fill in the spaces. And we sang for the mothers and they went slap in. They loved it. And I tried to tell my friend, my friend Shay to say, and I'm changing names, of course. I tried to tell my friend, I said, I said, I'll start it off, but I'm going to look at you. And I started singing and I guess he was nervous. So when we sang for the mothers, I said, sing. I said, sing. And they actually started singing, like singing, singing. So messed around and one, uh. Sunday we started practicing over our anniversary songs and there was a change and we decided we was going to sing He Did It All and I said well you can sing this one I'm going to sing Watch Me and the person that the friend that was supposed to learn the song never learned the words to it so it fell on me to sing the song so I said okay well during the last rehearsal before anniversary there was a big issue about us singing the song and it turned into a big mess and one thing about this church, it was always an issue with me leading certain songs and what they didn't understand or what they ignored on purpose was that their child was supposed to lead the song, but they weren't practicing. They wouldn't learn the words. They had, like didn't want to have sing. And we got tired of being embarrassed by one person's antics in the choir by being too showboating. So... One day, we sang, we practiced and got it together for anniversary. We decided we was going to sing it for the choir anniversary, choir celebration. And I will never forget, we wore, I forgot exactly what we wore. We wore some khaki pants and some shirts. And I think the shirts were blue, actually. And we got up there and the musician, I had already told the musician, I said, put me in E flat during rehearsal. And this is the night before I said, put, I said, put me in, I said, put me in E flat, but he put me in F. And I said, no, that's too high. I said, put me in E flat. And I sang, I was like, Ah. And he said, got it. And I went up there. He still had trouble. I went up there and I played the keys for him a little bit. And I sang it. And then the next day he put me in E. And I said, I'll just roll with it. And the church went in and we tried to let the song go. And in the black church, when the church is feeling the song and the musicians are still playing the hook. Or what we really the vamp and the bridge of the song. That means that the spirit is moving and we're going to have to sing some more. So. I started singing again. Somebody handed me the mic. I said, let's tell him you did it. And around this time, I had really gotten into Dorinda Clark Cole. This was that um, Strength album by John P. Key. Big shout out to John P. Key and all of the Clark sisters for inspiring me. I was mainly a gospel head at this point. 
and I had been listening to Dorinda Clark Cole and um, she had just came out really with her first self-titled album as a solo artist and I was doing a lot of her riffs and runs and blending it with John P. Key and my own style and Kim Burrell and people like that and oh my gosh I was getting so much life and you know we didn't sing the song until later on that year in October we went to a church in Columbia South Carolina and we was going to sing the song we sang the song and the power of God fell in the service and people started praising and getting delivered and set free and people got saved and the next week there was a church meeting well a choir meeting rather there was a choir meeting about me singing that song and the person that was supposed to lead it him and his mom had a problem but it was really his mom because we were kids we just enjoyed singing so apparently the parents got together told the kids what to say and we had a meeting and basically it was a gang up session on Yannick it was a big issue about me singing the song in Columbia and the choir director was like well I, I wanted them to sing that song because I knew what would get the people moving what God wanted and the people was like well we don't like Yannick and this is way before I even thought about transitioning they was like, we don't like Yannick, how, how Yannick acts. They act too high classy. They act like they're better than everyone. And it was like, do you have anything to say? Well, when I tried to speak, one of the grown-ups said, you don't speak. You let them talk. I said, no, you let me speak. I said, I don't act high class. I said, excuse me if I conduct myself professionally and with manners and with respect. I don't act any and every kind of way because I take ministry seriously. Because growing up with a missionary and a deacon and my grandmother as a church mother, it was certain things I couldn't get away with, certain ways you were taught to act. And if you are in church, you know what I'm talking about. So, nevertheless, at the end of the meeting, there was a comment. That said, you know what? We're not going to sing the song anymore. We're going to discontinue singing the song. And you know what I said? I said, well, it's been a pleasure singing with you all. And I thank God for this experience. But it's time for me to quit. I'm no longer a part of this choir. And I quit. And they had to sing that very next Sunday. And I never sang with that group again. Granted, some of us would get together at times I would visit the church after me, my family and I left and we would sing as a tribute to, to some of the older people as a tribute to those um, that have gone on. Even now, I'll still go visit my old church and sing to them. And I didn't let the, that detour me in music. Granted, I have other experiences where people did not want me to sing because I was a teenager I had adults that were threatened by my gift and it was crazy and it hurt when adults didn't want you to sing or the song that you wanted to sing. They took it for themselves and try to make it sound like you didn't know what you were doing. Well, what I ended up doing, I never shot away from music. I stopped singing with groups 
and just focused on singing solo and focused on going to college. And once I quit singing with this one group, that was when I started getting so many different solo gigs, started sitting and singing in weddings and stuff. And I could tell that the people who tried to stop me from singing, they were mystified. They were truly mystified. And it's so many different experiences that I could talk about. But one thing is for sure, even though I've been battling depression the last several years, music is still a staple in my life. And through the experiences of life in general, I've written and released a song called Sustaining because I really thought about all the times where people tried to stop me from singing. People tried to scandalize my name where people assaulted my character, where life got in the way, where, you know, things happened and I didn't want to do music anymore. And and I'm just so glad that music is my life. And I'm so thankful for the journey. I refuse to give up music. Sometimes it's hard to create, but I still push myself to go and to create because Music is my life and it's the way I've lived and I'm going to keep living and breathing music even in the ethereal realm. Live, love, and be free. Thank you again for showing love to Melanated Memoirs. If you want to be a part of this fabulous, fabulous show, please email us at melanatedmemoirspot at gmail.com. We'll love to have your story as a part of this fabulous collection. Don't forget to love yourselves and put yourselves first because you are a Melanated Memoir. Love to you.